We're in a series, we're actually going to resume a series that we took a break last week. How many of you moms enjoyed last Sunday? Man, we, we hope that you felt honored and loved and appreciated. And so, um, you know, and so we've been in a series though prior to Mother's Day called Powerless. And so today we're going to be picking back up on that. And so every week that we've been in this series, I've been uh, encouraging you to send me questions about the Holy Spirit. And so I'm going to answer a question here before I hand this off to Pastor Sam. But if you have a question about the Holy Spirit, there's going to be a number. Oh, it's right there. There you go. You can text that number. It's going to come straight to me. And uh, so every week I've been answering one of your questions about the Holy Spirit. Uh, And so I've been doing that over the last couple of weeks. So I'm going to answer one real quick uh, before I hand this off to him. And so uh, the question that I had came in actually a couple of weeks ago. And uh, but I want to answer it because I think it's probably one that Several people may have. And it's this. It says, why is it that I've prayed multiple times to receive my prayer language, but haven't received it yet? Now, you know, because obviously we've been teaching about that. I've been sharing with you about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and really the importance of it. Uh, And I've shared with you that I struggled being able to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, let me tell you this, is that the struggle is not on God's end. Okay? The Bible's very clear. We've been teaching for weeks about this. But I want, you, I want to read a scripture to you out of Luke chapter 11. I don't say that to make you feel bad. I just want you to understand is that God's desire is that you can, if you desire, to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. In Luke chapter 11 verse 13 it says this. It says, if you imperfect parents know how to lovingly take care of your kids and give them what they need... How much more will the perfect heavenly father give the Holy Spirit's fullness when his children ask him? So the hindrance is not on the Lord's side, but what can happen is, is that we get in the way. And so there's really twofold. If you're like me, I'm analytical. I want to know how it works. Well, that doesn't really work when it comes to receiving the baptism. Why? Because you have to surrender. And what can many times can happen is our brain can get in the way is one aspect. Another aspect is that it could just be that we don't know how to yield to the Holy Spirit and that we have to allow the Holy Spirit to teach us and to help us learn how to yield. And so I can tell you from my own personal experience is that this is what I this is how I phrase it, is that I got to a point where I desired the baptism of the Holy Spirit more than I desired to understand it. Because I was trying to figure it out mechanically like, listen to this person, watch that person, how do they do it? And, and, but here's the thing, is that that is a unique language between me and God. And God wants you to have that same unique language. So you can't look at somebody else and be like, well, I'm just going to do what they do. And, the, and here's the thing, it doesn't come from our minds. It comes up out of our spirit. And so that's why we're doing this series. It's partly so that we can come to a place of understanding, is that we understand that it is God's desire and will for every one of us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so uh, this morning, uh, we have Pastor Sam is in the house, and I've never really shared this with you, but I do as I'm introducing him this morning, uh, that, oh, let me say this real quick, going back to what, before I do this, is I want you to understand that God is not withholding anything from you. That's very important for you to understand. Like, you're not like, well, I guess God just doesn't want me to have it. Well, his word says he does. God doesn't change his mind. What he established in the word is truth. And so you have to understand, because the devil will come and what? He'll whisper into our ears like, well, you're just not good enough. You're just not this. You're just not that. And all these reasons why you can't. 
And the truth is that we just have to yield to the Holy Spirit. We have to kind of step aside and allow the Holy Spirit to begin to pray through us. And so this morning, as I introduce Pastor Sam, I want to share something with you about him. And, you know, obviously last year we went through some little storms, you know, a few little things. And um, for those of you that don't know is that uh, we're Life United in Lake Charles, but there's also Life United in Shreveport as well. And so uh, we're partnered, connected together, you know, and Pastor Sam has been my pastor my entire life. And, uh, he, you know, my family, I believe, is a testimony of, of, of his ministry because there's not a member of my family that's not been uh, extremely impacted by the ministry there in Shreveport. And, uh, you know, and so after the storms hit, uh, even in preparation to the storms, we started having conversations of, you know, if it comes here, what do we do, this and that. And, uh, you know, and, but I want to share with you this, is that from the location in Shreveport, that just from their church, over $60,000 was given to help us, to help us love our city. And that's not just, yeah, I mean, that's awesome. And we're, we're so appreciative of it. And that's not like just, that was given from the church people. That's not just that that was just like the church wrote us a check. They put it before the people and said, hey, we have family in Lake Charles. And their response was to give $60,000 plus. Not only that, they facilitated many other things for us during that time because we didn't have power. We didn't have electricity. And so they handled all kinds of stuff. There were hundreds of thousands of dollars that they helped us facilitate to minister to our community. But why did that church there give $60,000? It's because of pastor's leadership for over 40 years. Because he's one of the most generous people I've ever been around. This is one of the reasons that I love him. It's one of the things that, I, I, that he, I've seen him pattern in his life that I've seen activate. And, and it's something I've seen in the church. You know, a number of years ago, when I was on staff there, I asked him a question. I said, Pastor, how much do we give to missions every year? And he was like, well, I, I don't know. And he said, you have to go talk to the, the admin people. And so I said, okay. So I went and asked. And I said, hey, can you tell me how much we've given to missions in the last 15 years? The number came back at $12 million. How many of you know 12 million bucks is a lot of money? And that was for giving to support missionaries, to support, you know, aid relief and and projects. And that's just what they've sown. And so I want you to know this about him because he'll never talk about it. But that happens because of his heart and his leadership to lead. And that's one of our core values is that we believe in generosity. And so I want you to know, number one, is, I mean, even within the first, I think, 24 to 48 hours, Pastor John was calling me, what do you need? And I said, I need water, and I need power, and I need this, and I need that. Within, like, that was Saturday afternoon, Sunday night, a, a trailer was rolling in here full of supplies. It was all brought from the Shreveport location, just to help us to get on the ground, to start helping people, to start serving people. And so I want you to know that it's more than just pastor's my pastor and we're connected to Shreveport. No, we're doing ministry and life together. We are partnered together. And so I know this is going to be a little different, but I'm going to ask you to honor pastor today. And I'm going to ask you to stand up and welcome Pastor Sam to the stage today. I know he doesn't like this, but... Thank you, David. Bless you, man. Love you, too. Okay, that's, thank you. Praise God. Father, we bless you today. We glorify you. We thank you, Father, for your supernatural working uh, in our lives by your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for revelation and understanding about all 
all that you have for us, that we can walk in to fulfill your life and to live the life you want for us to live right here on this earth. And we thank you for it. Thank you, Father, for working in Life United here in Lake Charles. Thank you, Father, for your your great grace upon them to be able to touch other people's lives and to be a blessing, Father, to this community. And we thank you for it. Thank you, Lord, that you open our ears and open our hearts today to hear and to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Well, it's good to be here. I love coming down here. Uh, I'm very disappointed uh, about one thing. Um, I can't go to Pat's. But other than that, I'm I'm a happy camper. Because <laughs> I wear that place out when I'm down here. So I just got to say this real quick. It's so good to see my friend Jim Kerwin today. We've talked on the phone, but I haven't seen Jim in years. It's so good to see you and uh, glad to have you today. Just a great friend and and a wonderful man of God. Appreciate him being here today. I want to just kind of jump in and talk about the the series, Powerless. And um, obviously that's kind of a negative, you know, but we don't want to be powerless. How many of you don't like to be, you know, like help, I can't do anything about this. You know, sometimes there are opportunities where you you just can't do anything. But I want to tell you something. We've got a capacity way, way beyond anything we could ever imagine. And, you know, I've been serving God since 1974, and I still today am trying to reach into the fullness of what God wants by his Holy Spirit. There's so much, I think, that we even miss. And uh, the good news is that God doesn't condemn us over it, uh, but we, we need to press in to allow the Holy Spirit's work in our life in a greater way every day of our lives. I don't know how people get by without the Holy Spirit, to be honest with you. Uh, Jesus said this in John chapter 16 and verse 7. He said, he said, I like the way it says, it says, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. Think about that. How many of you would have argued with Jesus about that statement? I mean, even today, would you argue with him? Well, Jesus, no, you need to be here. No, Jesus said it's better if I'm not here. It's better than if I'm not here. Why? You know why? Because he probably wouldn't be in Lake Charles today. You know, he'd probably be in Shreveport. No, I don't know. No, uh, it probably would not even be in the United States, you know. My point is, Jesus made that statement because it was a, it was a multiplying statement. He said, i tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. If I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. I will send him to you. The great news is that, yes, Jesus is in heaven, but he sent the Holy Spirit and and the Bible says uh, in another verse, he is another helper. The word there, another, means an exact duplicate. Somebody just like him. Except now there is a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. 
not just a fleshly relationship. He had to leave in order to send the Holy Spirit back. I know he's been here all along in a capacity, but I like what one translation says, to send him back with special authority, to be in close fellowship with you. To be in close fellowship with you. Now, I don't know about you, but the more I read that, the more I realize I don't have what I need from the Holy Spirit. I don't have the closeness that I need. There needs to be more. I want more. I want more of the Holy Spirit working in my life. And so you have to press into that. And and listen, there is a way to do that. I'm not going to get into it today, but there, there are things you can do to do that. But you have to understand and realize that Jesus said... It's better that I go because I'm sending someone back to you to be in close fellowship with you. And so what I want to talk to you about today, and I really want to just kind of teach you a little bit today, because sometimes we have the idea that that the Holy Spirit is kind of a a maybe bi-directional, you know, maybe oh, go here and do this or do this. But when you begin to understand all that the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life and how he works in your life, you're going to want more of that. Because I'm going to tell you something. We live in a very difficult world today. Even in America, who has it great. And all you conspiracy theorists, I'm just telling you, we still have it great. Okay. We need the Holy Spirit working in every area of our life, no matter what age we are, where, where we are in our relationships. We have got to have the Holy Spirit. So what I did was I just, in, in my study, I just kind of made a list of what the Holy Spirit will bring to your relationship. What he will bring to your relationship. And if you'll understand this, listen to me, you will be head and shoulders above the rest of the world in your life and your lifestyle. If you're a young person and you're a student, you can be in a greater place and a more advantageous place than any other student in your school. Oh, in your workplace, wherever you are, in understanding your relationship with your family, with your children, with your in-laws. Yeah, it'll help with everything. Now, we know Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus told the disciples very clearly, he said, listen, I do not want you to do anything but wait And you shall receive, listen to me, power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, I was listening to a guy the other day on the radio, and I don't know what denomination he was or anything like that, but he misquoted this scripture. He said, God will give you power to be a witness. That's not what it says. It says he will give you power, and because of that power, you will be a witness. See, there's a big difference there. There's a big difference between just having the power to witness and having power in your life, which gives you the ability to be a witness. 
And I think sometimes we think that, that if we just have the power just to talk to somebody about Jesus, that that's, that's the Holy Spirit, that's all he does. That's nothing anywhere near close to what all he does. I mean, you can't have the ability to communicate the good news, the gospel. But I want to tell you, I've got good news for you. When it talks about the power, it's talking about a power to live and through that life reveal Jesus to other people. It's not talking about having a script and being able to communicate to somebody the, you know, the, the steps to salvation. It's talking about your life and your lifestyle. Now, we know, and Paul said this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. He said, I, I, my speech and my preaching was not with words of persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power. And, and one translation says special miraculous power. There's one thing that the Holy Spirit is known for, and that's miraculous power. He's got it. And when he lives in you, that means you have it. And, and I don't want to talk about that today because that really is almost a given. If you understand the Holy Spirit, you have to understand there is power for miraculous things to happen. But, but in order to understand and realize when it talks about the fact that he will give you power, there's another scripture I want you to read. In Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16, the Amplified Bible says this, Paul is praying for the church. At Ephesus. And he said, I pray that you be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. You know, there is a greater miraculous power and that is just a simple power of the Holy Spirit strengthening your life strengthening you on the inside where no matter what comes into your life no matter what happens no matter what you face there's something in you that rises up that's greater than you to take the challenge against anything that comes in your life and that's the great holy spirit living and dwelling on the inside of you do you know that what that means when you think about it, just think, listen to me. Do you know what that means? That means that you have the ability to live beyond what the world dictates to you. Listen, when my, and I've ta- I'm not sure I've talked about this here before, but you know, uh, 20 something years ago, my wife and daughters were in a, a terrible automobile accident. They were all in the hospital at the same time, and, and it was, it was a, a, a difficult time. All of them had different injuries, and while they were in the hospital, I got a phone call, and my son was in another accident, and he was in the hospital. Same hospital. i tell you how bad it was. Our dog came running around the corner in the living room, I mean in the kitchen, slipped and hit the corner of the cabinets and I had to take her to the vet. I had my dog and my whole family were in the emergency room (laughs) and in the hospital. Now listen, 
I'm not too that much concerned about the dog. Don't get mad at me, dog lovers. But I, I mean, I was more concerned about my family. But listen, I found an inner strength during that time when my family was helpless that, that you cannot explain naturally. Impossible to explain naturally. It rose up from the inside of me and made me something better and stronger than what I was at that time. To face that challenge and to face that situation. That's the Holy Spirit working. That's him working on the inside of us. I tell you the truth, I I would just as soon have that. I mean, I love miracles, but I like him working in me. I like him working in me. I like him strengthening me, empowering me in my inner man so that I can live a life that he has for me. No wonder the Bible says greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Why? Because it gives you a greater capacity to live. When your circumstances look bad, when things look down, when things look gloomy, you can say, Holy Spirit, rise up in me, strengthen me, give me understanding, give me wisdom, give me direction. And you'll find that that, that the great Holy Spirit of God who's in you will rise up to the occasion every time. I'm going to tell you, if if you're a believer and you've never experienced that, it's only because you hadn't asked. Because he's, he's there for you. He's your counselor. He's your helper. He's your advocate. He's your intercessor. He's your strengthener. He's your standby. Whatever you need for your life today, he will lift you up above anything that the world thinks they can dictate to you. The world can say, this is the way it's got to be. And you can smile and say, no, but this is what God says it can be. You don't ever have to take the world's answer. You can take God's answer by the Holy Spirit. So, yeah, he'll bring power, but it's the ability to live beyond what the world dictates. And it comes from the inside. Supernatural strength. And it's not looking to... Now, look, don't, we, know, we all need help and we all need support. It's not looking to somebody else. It's looking to what's in you. Amen. It's looking to the one on the inside of you, the great Holy Spirit in you. To rise up and work in your life. Something else that the Holy Spirit does is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 6. Listen to what it says. It says, God has also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but listen to this, the Spirit gives life. John 6, 63, it says, it is the Spirit who gives life. He is the life giver. He lives in you to give life to you, to give life, to to work on the inside of you. In fact, there's a scripture that, that, that explains this at the new birth, what the Holy Spirit does at the new birth, and it ought to give you an understanding of what he wants to do in your life all the time every day it's Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 it says for we are God's own handiwork his workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus born anew 
that we may do those good works which God predestined and planned beforehand for us, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Let me just tell you something. Living the good life is not having a lot of money. Living the good life is not, you know, having the, the, the dream home that you wanted or having that boat that you wanted. or th- That's not the dream life. The dream life is living in divine connection with God every day of your life. That's the dream life. That's the life that we have. And God started by recreating us in Christ Jesus. So that we can live that life. And God's goal by the Holy Spirit in you, listen to me, is to continually transform you. You ought to be better, listen to me, you ought to be better today than you were yesterday. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is always speaking, guiding us, encouraging us, teaching us to take that next step. To live the life he has for us in our lives. Why? Because he's a life giver. He's a God life giver. And that's what he does. That's how he, he, he works. Let me just explain to you this way. I didn't know how to live life until the Holy Spirit came into my life. You know, I was 27 years old uh, when, I, when I got saved. I didn't know how to live life. Now, if you'd have looked at me from the outside, you thought, man, this guy's rocking. He's got it. Man, I'd, I, I, you know, I, back then I was driving a new Cadillac, had a great job, doing, going where I wanted, doing what I wanted to do, making lots of money. But I didn't know what life was. I thought life was stuff and clothes and parties. And all, and all of a sudden, when I made Jesus the Lord of my life and he transformed me, I realized what life was all about. For 27 years, I didn't know what life was about. And that's really where the world, the world is struggling to find out what life is back, about. about. We, we have, listen, in, in this culture down, you know, here, you know, in, in, in South Louisiana, people are doing things they've done for years and years and years. You know, kids are raised up, you know, on, on boil crawfish and, and this and on parties and this and that and having get-togethers. And, and there's nothing wrong with getting together, but listen to me. If you're not careful, you'll let your culture dictate your life instead of the Holy Spirit dictating your life. And the moment you start doing that, you're in trouble. Because, listen to me, because the Holy Spirit came to give us life, and I learned how to live life. My parents were alcoholics, okay? So I didn't get much input from them. And so what I learned, I just kind of learned as I went. And I thought I was living life because, well, they're living life. Sure, I mean, they they, they seem happy and but that's not, that's not where life is. You know where the greatest joy of life is? Is in the presence of God. Where the Holy Spirit's fully functioning on the inside of you. Speaking to you. And I'm going to talk about this in a minute. Giving you life. Flowing through you. In your life. That's where you live your life. That's where life is. And listen, once you learn to do that. And the more you walk in that. 
When, when, when it's time for you to go home to be with the Lord, it's just a step. Why? Because you've been living it. You've been living his life. It's kind of like Enoch. He says one day he was walking with the Lord and he was not. In other words, he was gone. So you have to know and understand that God has given us a life, an amazing life to live because we have the life giver on the inside of us and he, t- he gives us life and, and he teaches us how to live life. I, I didn't know. I just didn't know. But it was amazing how my life was transformed the moment I made Jesus my Lord. And I've never, I, I'm just going to be honest with you, I've never looked back. I'm not saying I've been perfect along the way, far, far from it. But the point is, i got something working in me. And it's the life of God. And it's there because the Holy Spirit's working. And he's constantly transforming and training and teaching and instructing how to live life. You know, I, I, I know this sounds crazy to say it this way, but, but just, just so you'll understand. If there really wasn't a God and this Holy Spirit thing wasn't in real, I'd still live this life because it's the best life you could live. Now, I don't know how you could do it without him, but my point is, this is what life's all about. And it's not measured by who's living it and who's not. It's measured by what's on the inside of you and what you're living and how you're living your life. So he brings life to us. He gives us a supernatural life. He's a life giver. Then there's something else that the Holy Spirit does that that the world, they can't get. They try to get it, but they can't get it. The Holy Spirit will bring revelation to you. You know, one of the greatest things that I found out about the Holy Spirit is I can know stuff. Listen to what the Word of God says in Second Corinthians, I mean, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man those things which God has prepared for those who love him. Now, see, if you just take that Scripture by itself, it sounds like, You don't know nothing. You never will know nothing because it's impossible. But you need to read the next verse. But God has revealed them to us by his Holy Spirit. I can know stuff. I can know stuff that the world doesn't know. You can know stuff the world doesn't know. You can have a confidence in your life that the world doesn't know, that doesn't understand. Why? Because the Holy Spirit brings revelation. Over in Matthew, Jesus asked the disciples a question. And he answered, I like the way Jesus works. He answered his own question. He said, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? He answered his own question, you know. So, Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood has not, listen to this, revealed this to you, but my father, which is in heaven. The Holy Spirit brings revelation into our lives. 
We can understand things. Listen, do you, under, do you know that the Bible says that God's made wisdom available to you in any area of your life? Any trouble you're in, any difficulty you're in, you can pray and God will reveal to you. He will give you wisdom. He will give you understanding. He lives in you. I, I experienced this, and I'm just kind of giving you my, my testimony a little bit while I'm doing this, but I experienced this <clears throat> when I first got saved, okay? The, the night before I got saved, which was a Monday night, I got saved on a, on a Tuesday night, Thursday night, Wednesday night. I'm, Wednesday night is the night I want to talk to you about, okay? Thursday <laughs> Is the night I got saved, okay? October the 17th, 1974. That was a Thursday. All right, listen. Wednesday night, my our friends had been talking to us about the Lord, and, you know, I was kind of halfway interested, but, you know, all, all of it was in my mind, not really understanding. And I dug out an old Bible, still in the box, from high school, that one of my high school girlfriends gave me had my name on the front of it and on the inside of it it had love maxine <laughs> by the way maxine's not my wife's name but you know <laughs> and so i remember i said well i'm gonna read the bible they're talking about the bible i'm gonna read the bible so i opened the bible to hebrews it's like reading leviticus you know it's just <laughs> and I, I i started reading it and i said i don't get it all this blood, all these animal sacrifices and all this blood. And that's all I could, just all this blood and all this. I, I didn't get it. I just closed it. I skipped, you know, I skimmed it, you know, and I just, I can't get it. I don't get it. The next night I got saved and I got filled with the Holy Spirit. Now listen to this. I didn't have David's problem. I didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. And so when I prayed and prayed for the Holy Spirit, I didn't even know what I was praying for. But I got it anyway. So I couldn't wait to get home that night. I went back and I opened that same Bible to Hebrews. And I started reading Hebrews. And all of a sudden, listen, nobody taught me. But the Holy Spirit, I understood what it said. I understood it's not by the blood of bulls and goats, but by the blood of Jesus that we're saved. I got it. Nobody taught it to me. Now, my, Becky, my wife, she was raised, you know, in, um, uh, in Sunday school in the Baptist church. She knew the Bible. She got awards for quoting the Bible and knowing the books of the Bible and all that stuff when she was growing up. She didn't teach me this. The Holy Spirit revealed it to me there's nothing hidden that god won't reveal to you for your life sure is quiet in this presbyterian did this turn into a presbyterian church somewhere while that last time i was here he'll reveal it to you why because that's what he's here for here's something else that i love about the holy spirit now i've lived this all these years and I, it still amazes me. The Holy Spirit will bring supernatural direction in your life. I, I got to tell you, 
when you start understanding how much the Holy Spirit wants to be involved in your life, you need to know which way to go. You need to know what to do. He will give you direction. He'll give you divine direction. The the Bible talks about this over in Acts chapter 13. Uh, It says that in verse 1 that the church that was Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas and Simeon, who was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, man who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said... Separate Barnabas and Saul for the work that I've called them to. The Holy Spirit said. I want to tell you there are so many times in my life where the Holy Spirit has directed me, has guided me, has instructed me to talk, do this, do this. Don't do this. I can't tell you as a pastor how many times I've counseled with people who were in trouble. And almost, they'll say, I knew I wasn't supposed to do that. There was something on the inside telling me, don't do that. You know what that was? Holy Spirit. He'll say, tell you, go here, do this. But he'll also say, don't do that. He'll save your life. He'll save your life. Years ago, I remember I was going down I-10 going to to baton rouge and you know everybody in the left lane was moving along pretty good you know had about six cars and they were zipping along pretty good and so i hopped in there with them you know and we're going down there we're going about 85 90 i'm zipping along making good time with all these cars and then all of a sudden now listen i heard the holy spirit say slow down and move over. Man, I slowed down. I moved over, got over in the other lane. They kept right on going. About five miles up the road, all of a sudden you see all the lights, tail lights, red, 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 all the way back till they got to us. Those cars were in a six-car pileup on the bridge. I'd have been right in the middle of it. Listen, that's not a unusual thing for the Holy Spirit to do. To say, to give you direction, to speak into your life. Peter was praying and he had a vision and he saw this, you know, this sheet full of all these unclean animals. And God was talking to him about that. At the same time, somebody was knocking on the front door and the Holy Spirit said, the people that are knocking on the front door have come for you, go with them. And so he did. And he went to Cornelius' house. And because of that, you and I can enjoy the fruit of the Holy Spirit today because he was a Gentile. Supernatural direction has led my life since I made Jesus the Lord of my life, getting more tuned in every day to it. The Lord spoke to me, Becky and I were living in Houston. The Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to move to Shreveport. Now, I was, a, I was in business at the time. I wasn't in ministry. I was, a, I was a marketing director for an insurance company. I want you to move to Shreveport. 
I said, now, I, I, I did argue a little bit about it because I said, now, wait a minute, Lord, we really like going to Lakewood Church. And Pastor Osteen, John, by the way, not Joel, was our pastor. And we, we loved where we were. And, and, and it, was just, it was just a great time in our lives. But I knew the Holy Spirit said, I'm giving you divine direction. So I went to my boss, went to his office. He, he was a member of, the, of, of Lakewood, and I knocked, uh, I went in, and the secretary said he's on the phone, and he saw me and waved me into his office, and I sat down in his office, and he's on the phone. And so I, I'm, I'm waiting for him to get off the phone, and he, he, he laughs, and he says, no, I don't think he'd do that. He's sitting right here in the office. Wait a minute, I'll ask him. <clears throat> he put his hand over the phone. He said, this is Gene Sorrell, the regional manager in Louisiana. He wants to know if you'll uh, move to Shreveport and take over the office in Shreveport. And I said, tell him yes. And he said, I'll get back with you. And he hung up. And it, now, he was a believer. He understood what was happening in my life. And so we moved back to Shreveport. Before I ever went into the ministry, that's what the Lord did. Now, now listen, I could tell you, I could be here all day telling you stories about divine direction. It's not because I'm in the ministry today. It's because I have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of me. He will give you direction in your life. It, all you got to do is seek him, ask him. Now, if you're driving down the road, you know, you're going down 210, you say, Lord, show me something. But if you seek him, he will show you. He will give you understanding. He will give you direction in your life. Always. Y'all get anything out of this this morning? Yes. Now, listen. I, I, thank you. Listen. There's something else that the Holy Spirit does. And and you got to listen to this. If you're talking about the Holy Spirit, I'm going to tell you something. There will always be love. Because the Bible says in Romans 5, 5, that the Holy Spirit has been, that the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who's given to us. Well, I just can't love. Do you have the Holy Spirit? Yes, then you can love. No, I can't. I, I hate them. I, no, they did me bad. No, it's terrible. I can't. I can't. Then you're not saved. Because the Bible says the Holy Spirit has been poured out in you. And along with that, guess what? Love comes. Let me say it this way. Love flows where the Holy Ghost goes. Okay. Wherever the Holy Spirit is, there is love. We, we uh, as a church, uh, are supporting some Syrian refugees who are, it's kind of hard to explain, but they're in Lebanon, which is right, I mean, you can see the Syrian border from Lebanon, okay? <clears throat> and they're in the what's called the Bakal Valley. And all these refugees have come there because of the war in, in, in Syria, and, and, and they're all Muslims. So you've got these huge encampments of tents, that have all these Muslims in them. In fact, our, uh, the church's reports, we were actually p paying for one of those tents uh, and, and to support a family. Now, these are big tents. These are not, these are huge. I mean, they'll support like 10 people. They're big uh, tents. And so 
when that start when when we started doing that, they were sharing Jesus with them and they were getting saved. So they got another tent to have a church. Now the women still wear the all the garb and and that type of thing. And so I was there a couple of years ago. And we went down to the from Beirut and went down to the Bakal Valley and and we we met in the in one of the tents and all these ladies were in there all the men were out working and they still had on their Muslim garb but they'd all been saved and so one of the one of the people actually who was with me asked them what's the greatest thing that's happened to you since you were born again and one of the ladies said this listen she said i learned how to love she pointed to one of the, a lady who was sitting right you know not very far from her. she said i hated her <laughs> and that lady laughed and said and i hated you too <laughs> and all of a sudden they started just laughing because they were lo- they now loved one another and I, I talked to a friend of mine who was raised as a Muslim. He's a believer today. He's an evangelist today. And, and he said, uh, Muslims don't know how to love. Islam doesn't teach love. They don't. But, but when you have the Holy Spirit, listen to me, you, you love. I can't. Yes, you can. The Holy Spirit has been poured out in you. The love of God has been poured out in you. And that love can rise up. If It is supernatural what God can do if you'll let him. Well, you don't know what they did to me. Well, I know what they did to Jesus so you could walk in love. And that's what you've got to, that's what you've got to understand. Okay? And if you've got the Holy Spirit residing on the inside, if you listen to me, you can love. Now, let me go on. There will also be supernatural gifts. I'm not going to take time to teach on this. You know, it's possible that, that David's already talked about this, but if not, you know, in First in Corinthians chapter 12, it talks about nine gifts that the Holy Spirit gives that are supernatural. And, and, and one of the greatest things about that is that, that if you have those, it carries you beyond others. Let me just use one of them as an example, all right? The Bible says that the, one of the gifts is a word of knowledge, okay? A word of knowledge means that you get a revelation of a certain fact that you would, not, you would never know on your own, but the Holy Spirit gives it to you. Now, that sounds kind of generic doesn't it well let me let me explain it to you i'll give it to you this way okay when my son was a teenager he was a challenge any of you ever had challenging teenagers yeah okay and um, he got mad at us and decided he was leaving home and he disappeared and it's three o'clock in the morning. Becky and I are up praying, and we don't we don't know where he is. We've called everybody we know. We don't know where he is. And I'm praying, and all of a sudden, the Lord spoke to me. Now, listen, this is this is what the Holy Spirit can do for you. Okay, He gave me an address. Said that's where he is. Now, this was before cell phone technology. Okay, I knew the street that he was talking about. So I got in my car at three in the morning and I drove and sure enough, there was his truck parked 
in this, in, in this line of townhouses parked right there. So I found the address. I went and knocked on the door, and he opened the door. I said, it's time to go home. Well, he knew what had happened because he knew I didn't know. My, my kids couldn't get away with much, I'm going to tell you. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit would show me. He'll show you things, supernatural things. That's a word of knowledge. Word of wisdom is about something in the future. You may think this is the right thing to do and the right way to go, and the Lord said, don't do that because if you do this, this is what would happen if you did this. You've got the capacity to understand some things way beyond anything that, that, that the natural mind could ever comprehend. So there are supernatural gifts that are available. The Holy Spirit, listen to me, the Holy Spirit always brings liberty and freedom. Have y'all have done the freedom uh, retreats, right? That's what they're built for. If you've not been to one, you need to go to one. That's what they're built for is to bring freedom in your life. Why? Because the Holy Spirit wants to bring freedom to you. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. The word there, liberty, the definition is liberty, freedom. It's good news. You can have freedom in your life. The Amplified Bible says emancipation from bondage. Are you bound up from, with something? Listen, maybe it's a habit you had not been able to break in your life. The Holy Spirit will help you break that. I've seen it happen so many times. It's amazing. Is there a burden in your life? Is there something weighing you down in your life? Do you know, listen to me, the Holy Spirit can lift that burden off of you. Lift a regret off of your life. Lift you out to a place of liberty and freedom in your life. All of life's burdens, the Holy Spirit has the capacity to bring freedom to you. When I, when I was... Um, Young in the Lord, I had a situation in, in my life with, with Becky, my wife, and and it was crazy how how something triggered it, and I'd get mad at her, and I didn't even know why. I couldn't. I just and I started praying, praying in the Spirit. Pray, God, show me <clears throat> what is it? What is it? And all of a sudden, the Lord showed me an event that had happened when I listened to me before I got saved when I was young that was causing that to be triggered in my life. I broke the yoke off of that that day in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit and never had an issue with it since. He'll break every bondage in your life. There is nothing holding you back. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom from bondage, emancipation from bondage. One translation says it this way, and I think it's one of the best. It says, men's souls are set free. I like being free. I like having my soul free. And that's what the Holy Spirit will do. Hey, I'm almost through, so just hang with me here, all right? Listen. 
This is the last one. Listen. The Holy Spirit always will bring increased spiritual activity. There'll always be a return to spiritual things when you let the Holy Spirit work in your life. See, I think one reason people resist the Holy Spirit is because they like walking carnally. But you can't have both. You can't have both. I'd rather walk where the Holy Spirit wants me to walk. I'd rather live that life and walk that way in my life. There's a return to spiritual things. What do you mean by that? You return to the Word. You return to prayer. And here's a shocker. You return to church. And not only that, you become a witness for the kingdom of God. The first challenge that the church had over in Acts chapter 3 was because Peter and John healed a lame man. Peter particularly ministered to a lame man and he was healed. So he was brought before the religious uh, uh, hierarchy and they rebuked him and said, don't do this anymore. You don't, don't use that name anymore. And Peter said, I, I'm sorry, but that ain't going to happen. So they let him go. They went back to the church, the home church, the family of believers, and they started praying. And, and I want you to listen to, to, to what happened in Acts chapter 4. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, I thought they were already filled with the Spirit. They were, but let me tell you something. There is a refreshing of the Holy Spirit that comes in all our lives when we're willing they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. There's a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit. They spoke the word of God with boldness. Not only that, the Bible says in John chapter 4, listen to this, God is a spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. When you release the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, worship is automatic. It becomes part of your life. It becomes part of who you are in your life. Bottom line, listen to this. When you let the Holy Spirit work in your life, Jesus' realities become real to the common man. Jesus' realities, in other words, healing is not just something that happened in the Bible. It's something that Jesus does now, dealing with demonic activity is not something that just happened when Jesus did it in the Bible. You have authority over it now. It's amazing how that happens. You start, when you be, I, I've seen people do this. They, they don't believe miracles are for today. They get filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. All of a sudden, they won't see a miracle. Miracles are for today. You know why? Because there's more spiritual activity. You, the, the, the realities of Jesus become real to the common man. But here's the last one. Okay, here's the last one. The last one is he's called the Holy Spirit. That means that when you yield to the Holy Spirit, you yield to his holiness, cleanliness, I'm not talking about taking a bath. I'm talking about living a clean life. Seeking to live a right life. And he helps you with that every day. 
You're not going to ever make it perfect. But, but the thing about it is, the more you allow the Holy Spirit to work, the more you can walk in holiness. Because God said, be holy as I am holy. Boy, that's a big task, isn't it? You can't do that without the Holy Spirit. So listen to me today. Wherever you are in your life, there's a great word in the Scripture. It says there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. It doesn't matter where you are. It matters where you're going. What's your next step? Where are you going to go from here? Say, so, well, I, I don't really have that relationship with the Holy Spirit. You can. That's what church is about. We, we, we want to help you. Maybe you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. I want to tell you something. That's your first step. But there's more. Paul saw, the, saw some believers and he said, Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? So there's another dimension of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you know where you ought to be and you know what the Holy Spirit's been saying, but you haven't been doing it. You know you're only one word away. Sorry. How about this word? Forgive me. From God working in your life. I want you to bow your heads with me real quick. If you're here today and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, one of the things that I didn't get to today was this. The Holy Spirit will bring conviction. You may not have heard a word I said, but something on the inside of you saying, you need Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit working. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life or you've been away from the Lord, you're saying, I need to get my life right. Or maybe you just say, I just need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, refreshed. While your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, if that's you, if any of those are you and you, you, want, you want prayer, I want you just to lift your hand. I'm not going to call you up to the front. I want you just to lift your hand right now and say, that's me. You can put them back down. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. Now let's pray together real quick. Say this with me if you would. Say, Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit to work in my life. I believe with all my heart Jesus died for my sins, was raised from the dead, that I might live the life that you have for me because Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to dwell in me. Thank you for working in me. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen.